What is a solo? Well, obviously in circus it's a piece performed by one performer. But how much courage does it take to make one? This week's Maker for a Week, Hannah de Vletter, shares her process of her first solo with us. So I was starting curious to be curious about this and I was in the same time really scared to to go for it. I real I realized actually for the first time how much courage it takes to really tell yourself and the world I'm going to make something. We had a very honest and open conversation about her desire of working solo, the challenges and the rewards that it brings and a deep insight in her creation process. This is Circus Whispers. A podcast by Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted by me, Maaike Muis. I met Hanna in CC Amstel, a wonderful black box theatre within the library building in the south of Amsterdam. She has a very bubbly, energetic personality and energy, and her conversation jumped organically from one topic to another. But first, who's Hanna? I'm Hanna, Hanna de Vletter. I'm from Holland. And I'm born in Nijmegen after I did some circus school in Rotterdam. So I stayed a bit in Holland. And after that, I left Holland to f- go to France, where I, d- where I continued circus school, actually. And I finished that in 2016. And since that, I'm working as an interpret, mostly, as a, in the intrapiece. When was the first time, do you remember, you were attracted to the air you wanted to go up in the air um i think i started actually to do trapeze because i wanted to do some discipline what i could do alone so it was kind of a coincidence actually that i that i ended up in a trapeze what I like of the trapeze is that you can be in the air, but that you can still kind of, it has a bar, so you can still kind of sit and just be there. So it's kind of the, like a floor, but then a bit higher. And I like from the air that you are, yeah, that you're really a bit away of like the normal world. So you can see a bit from above everything. So it gives you, it gives you like another view on things. And do you know why you wanted to choose something where you could which you could practice or which you could perform alone? Yeah, I was first, uh, before I was doing some partner acrobatics and I I felt so dependent always on the other because you always always need somebody else. And I, um, when I started circus school, for example, I didn't have a base. And then I thought, well, how great would it be if you can just do something yourself and you choose whenever you train. I found it already quite a challenge to work only with myself and another object and not also somebody who has like thoughts and (laughs) other feelings. (laughs) You could have gone for juggling. That's true. But I really didn't like to pick up the balls when they fell. (laughs) Funnily enough, only after the interview... Hannah told me that she's actually afraid of heights, which seems quite crazy for a trapeze artist. Then we dove into why she made this solo and the process she's gone through and the way she's working right now. If you would highlight one moment of the tra- of, of your trapeze life of this, can you give us a highlight? 
Wow. Yeah, I think it's the moment I really decided to start a solo. To really stand for the fact that I wanted to make something myself. Because before, when I was in school, I was always thinking I would make things myself. But then after school, I actually worked more as an interpret. So I was really working for others and um, in other companies. Uh, and so then I, at one moment, I wasn't fed up with it, but I was really curious, like, okay, but what will happen if I really would decide myself what, to, what I want to make? Because you're always also kind of doing compromises when you're working for others because they want something from you and you kind of have to find yourself in it. Mm. So at one moment I was like, wow, but what would I decide if I could decide, you know? So I was starting curious to be curious about this and I was in the same time really scared to to go for it. I real I realized actually for the first time how much courage it takes to really tell yourself and the world I'm going to make something. And the moment I realized like okay, I really want to do it. I really uh, the moment I'm not every day anymore insecure about ah should I do it? Should I start? Should I not? I actually really like to do it. If I if I can get over the insecurity, I really love the work, the searching, the research. And now we're here. So now we are at this... Uh, uh, you have the studio, this beautiful theater for one week to work on your solo project. So you made the decision, I'm gonna start going for this solo. And then, can you take us a little bit from that moment the journey until where we are now yes so i made this calendar so let's yeah, yeah, <laughs> move yeah. Over. we move over <laughs> so this is the calendar i made it because i'm always quite lost in in time like I'm, i have troubles planning so i made this paper so that i can kind of keep track on what has happened and what's still going to happen according to the project so there you see that it starts in uh, 2019 that they had kind of the first idea of, ah, so that's a long time ago. And then I started to do some uh, labos. So I started to just go in the studio two, two times two weeks. So that's summer 2020 and winter. Um, so that was like really the first researches and the tryouts, like, okay, am I even liking it if I'm working wise myself? Um, I wasn't still sure if I liked it. <laughs> so, so I kind of continued that with that question. I joined Foucault. The, it's a program in Lido, in Toulouse, where, you, where you're working four months on a project. So you apply with a project and you work on it. You're kind of surrounded by people who help you artistically, but also production-wise and uh, with writing your dossier and also your budget and It was actually four months I took like, okay, I'm going to take these four months, work on it without asking myself the question if I like it. And after I decide if I do it or I don't. So I can really decide because I tried. And then what came out of it after these four months? After these four months, the, the decision came out that I really liked to do it. When I'm not asking myself this question every day, if I should do it or if I'm... 
how to say if it's needed in the world or <laughs> if somebody's waiting for it. I realized, no, nobody's waiting for it, but that's part of the story, that yeah. I'm actually proposing something nobody thought of before because I made it. <laughs> 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 so I realized for me, it's going to be very important to do this project and hopefully it's going to then like talk to others. Nobody's waiting for it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Isn't that a lovely thought? And I think it's important to realize that so many circus productions take so many years from the first seed of idea to the actual premiere that there's been such a long time in between. And to realize that Hannah, now she's been living in Belgium for only one and a half year, has found so many places where she could do a residency. Yeah, I'm trying. Yes, I'm really trying to... To, to meet people, because it's really the only way, I think, to meet people and to, um, to find places where I, can, where I can show. So I'm always doing showings with my residencies because I realize that it's the only, um, the only way, actually, that people are getting to know you, that they see what you do, and then yeah. they are either inviting you for another residency or... Yeah, your work doesn't really translate to paper. You really need to see it live. I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, at least people told me. Like, well, how you describe it now? Of course, you can talk about it, but it's going to be different to, yeah, to see it, to, mm. to feel it, I think, also. Because I think it's really, yeah, if you share a moment, then you can... How would you pitch your creation? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would say Duif is um, abstract performance, which is about trapeze and the contrasts you meet in trapeze. So it's as much about trying to find freedom as it is to find ground and things to hold on. Uh, so it's an aerial performance between the sky and the ground the audience is very close and the trapeze is very close to the floor also uh, it's a circular piece of 53 minutes <laughs> 53 minutes i want to hear more about this later <laughs> well it's not finished yet so <laughs> no but it's really rather exact for a, a duration of a piece Yes, totally. Because, you know, you have to decide something and <laughs> at one moment, everybody... <laughs> you wrote in your dossier 53 minutes and then the programmers go, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me anything about it. <laughs> I'm the first one to asking like, 53 minutes, well... Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody asked me about it. Because, you know, you have to decide all these kind of things to yeah. before you even started to create. So somehow it's kind of an answer on this. That is, <laughs> you don't know. So you can say whatever. We'll come back to these very specific 53 minutes later. But first, some words from Benjamin Kuitenbrouwer, a.k.a. Monkey, housemaker of Tent, on why Tent chose Hannah and how he would describe her work. Her project is called Duif, so like dove or pigeon in uh, in English, and uh, and there's something al almost animal-like in her sort of like she has this sort of like quirky presence on stage, and at the same time she remains very human. So I don't feel like she's playing a pigeon, but <laughs> so I can relate to her. 
and and then we see her approach the trapeze and actually i remember it's it's a while actually i i, I saw it but i i i feel she like she sort of circled circled around the trapeze for quite a while and sort of like tried to approach it and wondered how to approach it which again is something that we've i think have seen already done in circus in many in many ways where people are like oh this is a new object i wonder how this works mm-hmm. and somehow she still manages to do it in a way that is it's not she's not pretending not to know the trapeze but there was just something about Ah, it felt very personal in the way of like okay i'm just i'm just showing you my struggle with this object and uh, and in that way completely moving away from like technical prowess and and wanting to show that but but really showing her relationship with the object and the extreme control she has over it because she's extremely good at what she does and so instead of showing her all of her tricks in the first place we see just the fact we get to enjoy the fact that from very close that she has this intense uh, control over over what she does and over her discipline and i think in terms of new circus that's just a beautiful thing hannah is in total control of her discipline and what she does but working solo is a first for her how has it been so far it's very challenging it's very challenging and i think it's why i wanted to do it so i really yeah i really i really chose to <laughs> to to vive all by myself also in order to uh, yeah that I'm really deciding who is coming in why and on what moment so that's really a challenge to to decide to also ask others who do you ask how do you ask them what can you give in return that's a very challenging part and a very important part I think of working alone because how can you actually organize so that you are not alone how can you be in charge but feel surrounded and that's yeah that's a very very nice challenge how are the rewards so far from working solo um i think part of the process as well is to find this reward some somehow myself and in myself so um So, of course, I do these showings and I'm hoping that people also like it. And there are, of course, people who are trusting in the work. So that helps because that makes it possible, actually. That's the only way it's also possible. That's why we are here now, because there are others following, actually, my, uh, my, my wanting to make something. Um, But I'm also really trying to to find peace in it myself. Like, okay, this is my process, and it's gonna now. It's like this, and one day it's it's working less, and another day it's going great, and and it's like that. Like, I'm not trying to look for every day. Like, wow, it's wonderful, and how great, and I found another beautiful part, and <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to take more distance of that. <laughs> not not uh, hungering for all the likes yourself. Like. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Because I feel it's like, of course, it's it's feeding the ego when people are clapping for you and liking what you do and saying, oh, it's great. But it it doesn't, it's not sustainable. <laughs> no. it, like if you look at the 53 minutes of the piece and then if you look at, The duration of the applause. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and you cannot um, 
keep 53 minutes kind of a question of hey do you like it are you with me you know you need to propose you just need to be there fully conviction with conviction in order to after see okay this works this works less like of course it's always in process but you need to first propose before before you can even get feedback wow this is is this also something new for you have you ever been 53 minutes on stage solo no <laughs> never <laughs> yes so i'm it's funny because i'm uh, i said kind of this timing and of course i don't know if it's going to be exactly this and it's going to be also i'm not going to like do this whatever happens Depending. but but this presence and this so you're working towards being able to be present for 53 minutes can you give an example of something you did for 53 minutes Writing, for example, these big things uh, you saw before it was some, it started with actually writing for 53 minutes or uh, improvising 53 minutes, uh, really just moving or uh, either on the floor or in the trapeze. With the timer. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah, with the timer to really kind of, uh, yeah, to train this concentration because, of course, I'm the first to have to hold this time, you know. So if an audience is getting a little bit distracted, it's fine. You can just dream <laughs> away, but I can't. <laughs> so so I have to, yeah, I have to, to stand this time in whatever um, in whatever situation. So I realized even already training it with myself it's a challenge because i'm i'm sometimes very disconcent like uh, i have troubles to concentrate so after 10 minutes i think oh i should do this and i should do this and there's this i have to think of and that's um of course in rehearsal that's possible but i have to train to to yeah to hold the concentration to to be there actually to be present just It is rather hard, like for anyone in this time. Like it's the it's a disease of this time, the lack of concentration for for all of us living in this this world, right? How has how has it been? Do you feel improvement in holding the time? Like now you're training. Yes, I feel improvement. I I also get way more conscious that time when I'm this when I'm. Um, losing concentration or when I'm yeah distracted so that's nice it's also confronting because indeed what you say I feel I'm very distracted all the time um, and I'm also I'm also finding ways I think how to come back how to connect again because of course I am gonna um, be distracted sometimes and even on stage like it's it's there's so much happening and there's so many people there when already when you're alone you can be, be distracted with others around you <laughs> in a way it's very focused because everybody's looking at you so you are kind of more forced to there's more urge <laughs> to be there so it helps but in another way there's also moments i'm i'm distracted so it's also like how to come back how to refocus how to um how to also Um, guide your thoughts because sometimes you're you're gonna go in some kind of spiral you think oh god they don't get it they don't like it they don't like me what am I doing here you know but <laughs> you have to somehow overcome that <laughs> yeah you can't yeah the other option is leaving the stage right yes. and that's that's actually not really an option 
yes <laughs> yes yes it's leaving the stage and for me until now it was not even starting you know so <laughs> so it's wise the challenge to just be there and be with whatever there is and it's what i like actually because it's it's what live performance about for me to just be there with what there is and that can be great and nice and sometimes it's hard and complicated but if we can live it together like if we can connect in that that's something powerful i think the power of being with what there is that's the power of live performing arts we have to wait till the 16th of december to see this power of hannah live in the meantime i asked her if she had a piece of advice for other makers yeah i would i would um advise people to really try to um, to find their own rhythms to really i i wrote a quote i will read it to you ah it's in dutch actually so maybe i have to translate it but the whole no, we read it in dutch first and then we translate it later yes okay de gehele cultuur vertelt je dat je moet opschieten terwijl de kunst je vertelt om de tijd te nemen luister altijd naar de kunst So the translation is the whole world, I would say, is telling you to hurry up. Uh, but the art is telling you to take your time. Choose the art. Hannah definitely chose for the art and took her time. I can't wait to see the full 53 minutes of Duif. This was the sixth episode of the third season of Circus Whispers. Thanks very much for listening. Please check out the other episodes of this season. We're really happy that you're listening to us from all corners of the globe. It means the world to us. Circus Whispers is a production of Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted, produced and edited by me, Maaike Muis. Big word of thanks to Hanna de Vletter, Benjamin Kuitenbrouwer, Ruth Ferraas, Jayet Metin and the team of Tent. The makers of a week in 2023 are Sa Rombout and Sienna Bruce, Lily Schlinker and Janni Kremer, Susanna Pavola, Samuel Reiner, Fenja Bartoldres, Hanna de Vletter. Tent is supported by Amsterdam Fonds voor de Kunsten, Performing Art Funds Netherlands and Prins Bernhard Cultuurfonds. More info via tent.eu. Circus Whisper.